Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 429 of Pixels and Ink, the official podcast of CG Magazine, where we take a critical eye to gaming, comics, tech, and media. I'm your host today, Chris DeHoog, and I'm joined by Brendan Fry. Hello there, Chris. Dana Eileen. Howdy. And I believe a newcomer to the podcast, Justin Wood. Hello. One time uh, before. I was on the supplemental episode. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I missed that. Boni podcast. Sorry. I had to say Boni. Everything's better now. Boni. I mean, okay. Did you? Did you really? Boni. I appreciate mm. it. I mean, I was about to ask how everyone's doing, but I think that offers a pretty good microcosm of how we're all <laughs> weird. Yeah. We're weird. That is fair. It's That's been it's it. been a it's been a time. Hey man, I just got off an airplane. I'm tired. I got off an airplane two days ago. Three. Three. But it, you were on an airplane for two days. So. Yes, that is true. I was oh. on airplane for two days. However, you want to take that. Yeah, I think Brendan wins on the airplane department, actually. Oh, that's, yeah, that's but I whine about it more. So. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Bonus. That's Boni complaint. Can we please make this podcast all about using the word boni? I feel... It's not even a real word, is it? I was going to say, is that even a real word? Look it up. Everybody's Googling. We're asking, we're asking four professional writers here if that's a. If that's I mean, a word, okay. I mean, bonafide or just bonus? Boni, bone state, Both. a vassal state of the government of something I can't say. Dutch East Indies. What am I clicking on? What did I just? <laughs> oh, this has gone off the rails. Boni present bone bonass bonis. What this? My name Wiction- is Wikishionary. Um, Wiktionary. Uh, you know, I should have asked this. Uh, if I can swear, I can tell you what the Urban Dictionary uh, <laughs> description is. Uh, I mean, I swear all the time. I don't know if Brendan likes it though. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just list this as explicit, so it's fine. Okay, it. You've uh, never listed it as that. I always listed it as explicit. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yeah. we're always explicit. Uh, uh, a well, bone eye is a fat ass emo that sits on Discord all day, according to Urban Dictionary. I mean, now That's we know. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I support. It's fat ass, like good or bad in this. Like boute or like because <laughs> that's the sound it would make. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's the sound. It fat p h a t. So uh, oh, wow, oh. you can Oof. see yourself out. Yeah, that's right. You just <laughs> used a p h a t. Just showing some I was way cooler. Okay, so this podcast is off to a good start. Glad I could oh. come back, guys. Yep. It's, thanks. It's uh, great. Thanks to everyone who's still listening. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned for the. <laughs> Stay tuned for the good stuff, though, because uh, as this episode goes live, we just dropped a uh, a major embargo is up, and you'll be able it to is. see our official thoughts on Dramoral Starfield, the latest from Bethesda. Now, Justin and Dana, you guys have got the first-hand experience with this game here. We have. Yes, we did. Ate, slept, and breathed this game the last yeah. two weeks. There was a group chat involved. Hey, we all hated really it, then we it. all loved it, then we were confused a lot. Justin's a gay pirate. It just is what it is. It I mean, that's one should be. Yeah. We all thought we married the same guy. Turns out some of us are <laughs> dumb. Some of us didn't get married we at all. Games. It's okay. All right. We, How should we start this? There's marriage and there's pirate marriage. I'm sure it's a looser condition. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I, I found that like just everyone in the game is just bisexual. That's it. Everybody. Yeah, um, actually, I had uh, somebody. Did you get rejected? No, I did, did not. You... Oh, I thought that's what you were gonna say. No, but I I heard an, uh, a new uh, term for everybody is bisexual in a video game. It's called player sexual. Oh, that's true. <gasps> all right, they're all I accept down, this. They're all down with the. They're all down to clown with the player. 
That's okay. True. That's I like that actually. Is that's oh. that's very like I'm a celebrity. Everybody wants to shpup me. I feel the I'm Bona a... and shpup. But yeah. this is what we're Best dealing with. Podcast. All right. This is great. I'm so sorry. So Mass Effect, kind of. No, some people didn't date you in Mass Effect. I think. Yeah, Mass Effect uh, yeah. was actually pretty limited in a lot of ways. Was yeah, it? it was dependent on like uh, gender in Mass really? Effect. Really? Oh, I thought you yeah. could. Have, I thought there was like a few people like were swung both ways. Yeah, there was a few. One, That's the opposite think, of what you said. Two and three. Yeah. Or I know one in each game, but. Yeah, there's usually like in games. There's usually like the token. You know, you're, you're, Unfortunately, yeah. that's, there's there's a, a token yeah. game. It's usually me. Um, <laughs> that was a weird introduction to Starfield, everybody. But um, I mean, hey, that's 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 how it happens in Starfield. To be fair, though, you went from Starfield to, hey, you should play Fay Farm. Uh, can yeah. I get married there? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, how we judge games now. I don't know. Can I get hitched? I mean, that's how I judge all games, to be fair. For the record, I can't talk much about Fear Farm either, but I can say that Justin wants to get married in every game. Oh, yeah. That's true. End this. review. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it's it's really hard to kind of tiptoe around Starfield. Um, yeah, okay. Without spoiling things for players. Well, we're not allowed to spoil things. We also don't want to spoil things. That's not a thing we do. I mean, so I think fair. a lot of people that are going to check out reviews or forums or get early access there's going to be a lot of you guys are just fanboys fangirls fan peoples i mean there's um, literally no big release that people won't say that about so i know but if you'd like to let me finish never i'll kill you <laughs> just like every man on the planet brendan um anyway <laughs> um, so you're gonna kill every man on the planet no uh not letting me finish okay um explicit uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry it was a great <laughs> joke though and he didn't get it so i had to I anywho so i think a lot of the reviews are going to be like full of complaints like sounding like man this doesn't sound like a good game and then they'll be like nine out of ten ten out of ten mm. and we can't tell anybody why and nor would we want to like even no, if it but, wasn't but I, like i a, do think it does deserve that high score i do too though... <laughs> And I mean, Chris can attest, he was listening to me complain about this game for like the first half of it. And now I'm sitting here saying, just kidding. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm definitely going to go back to it, mm-hmm. um, which I don't do a lot after reviews. Like yeah. I still just keep going back to Stardew Valley. Like hey, mm. hey, that, that makes two of us. And I will also go back to Starfield. I've Especially now after the thing we thought happened doesn't happen. Huh. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So. Um, All right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like there is the my biggest complaint with Starfield so far is things aren't really well explained. Mm-mm. But once you kind of spend enough time and like figure its systems out, it it like completely changes the game. Well, put it in this perspective. Um, I don't know, Brendan. How long is the storyline in Diablo? Do you know? Uh, like, like full story, like probably like six to seven hours, maybe. God, really? Yeah, it's not very long. What oh, are that's these peasant wow. games you people play. Anyway, so say of that six to seven hours, you had to spend three of it figuring out how to play the game. That doesn't sound so bad, but now magnify that to the size Starfield is. And I'm not talking about just the main story. I'm talking about the main story. I'm talking about all the different mechanics, whether that's fighting, researching, building, uh, ship building. So now we're at what? 
let's say 100 hours, because the main story alone is 40, you can definitely put thousands of hours into this game. No problem. So I was at a full day, literally a full 24 hours, looking at this game saying, I don't know how to do anything. Like, this doesn't make sense. Ship combat is horrid. Mm -hmm. Like, it made no sense to me. That's why the group chat started. And all of us were like, yeah, this sucks. Until we figure out 24 hours into the game, oh, everything has skill points, which is normal in an RPG. But the way that I explained in my review was that normally skill points help enhance the skills you already have. Whereas in Starfield, it feels like those skills barely exist until you put the points into them. Like you can't target a ship until you put points into your skill tree. That seems a problem. It, which... It's not really a problem though. It it It's not <coughs> once you figure that out. The problem is no one tells you that. Oh. Yeah, and so yeah, you're just like, weird. wow, this game sucks. Cool. Or I, I'm bad. I really Sorry. think that no, no, whatever. Listen, men interrupt you all the time, right? So give and take. I get it. No, I I, I it's weird because I, I feel like they should at least say, Hey, here's a couple skills you might want to unlock. And if they did that, I think it would have been like completely different. Because you're right. I mean, we all complained about the space stuff, like to the point where I was, I'd almost given up on it. And then I started to kind of, I unlocked the targeting skill and then I started to unlock some other skills and it. All of a sudden I could hit stuff. Yeah. And it like, and it was like, okay, I'm enjoying like the ship combat. Right. And I mean, I still hated it, but that's because I hate ship combat (laughs) in anything. That's nothing to do with Starfield. Oh, Mm. by the end, I loved it. My favorite thing to do is just like fly around space and board other ships and then take their ships. But you couldn't really fly around space, though. Well, you can fly around the orbit of planets. Yes. Like you don't fly because I don't think anybody understands that. You don't fly from place to place. You go into your map, you choose your planet, you go to your planet. And then you can kind of fly around that area. So similar to the No Man's Sky way of doing it. No, no. no. So like it is basically flying is basically a like a window dressing for fast travel. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's like that's so. Necessary. So picture like obviously like they had already said you're not doing the landing or takeoff. Like you have no control over that. And then when you are in space, it's just kind of like what's in front of uh, you, and that's it. Yeah, like you you can't. If you see a planet off in the distance or something that's, I think it's like 7,000 kilometers, you can't Mm -hmm. fly to it. Oh. No. Yeah. It's a, you pretty much just kind of fly in the orbit of the planet that you're already at. Um, To the point that like at the beginning, again, before, before scale points, I couldn't tell, like it says you're going a speed, but like it felt like I was never going anywhere. You can't fly. Like once you get to the planet's orbit, you can't fly onto the planet. You have to click the planet fast travel to the land so like i i spent the first day like why can't i reach this planet steven who did our review for cgm he was like i i can't figure out how to land anywhere guys like (laughs) it and it was all three of us again chris you listened to me go i feel like i'm losing my damn mind i feel like i've played too many farming simulators now i can't game like a big girl anymore (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's it's it's not doing the players any favors if, if they drop you into a system like that. I mean, it's one thing to to make that available through progression. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you got to warn people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's I think that... speaking as someone who's not played the game at all, just I'll preface well, that. Starfield does a horrible job at explaining anything and really does kind of 
leave it up to you to figure it out, which I'll be honest. I will say, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it isn't the greatest, but also when you do start figuring it out, you kind of feel like a genius. Oh, yeah. You're like, everything's different. I'm really So like the Dark Souls method of teaching things. Yes. Trial by fire. Yes. Yeah. Um, now there is, which more people should know about. So we get a reviewer's guide, right? For especially for like harder games. They're like, hey, if you're having trouble, here's some little things to look at. Mm-hmm. I feel that the game should just come with that. I suppose it doesn't. But matter. there is we found out later on that there is, if you go into your menu, um, and then into like the menu where you save, you load, whatever, there's a help mm-hmm. menu. A lot of games have that. I've literally like I just ignore it. I always I, ignore it. I it was actually really helpful. And- after you and Steven told me about it, I, I still ignored it. Did you? Well, it was helpful. Um, like it helped me figure out the surveying and all that stuff. Okay. Again, there are uh, there's quests um, to survey certain planets, say, and find find like a, a planet that has a gas atmosphere or whatever. And I was looking around and it's supposed to be in the specific solar system. So I scanned every planet. It's like, I don't know what I'm missing. I feel crazy. And sure enough, in brackets, it says chemistry. I thought that that was just like a skill I had and we were using it. No, it's a skill I did not have. It was a skill that was three tiers deep in a menu. I'm like, why can I get this quest if it is so far out of reach? Really strange. Yeah. So it does things, things wrong in that aspect. Absolutely. But it's a game that like, I don't know. Did you guys play like Skyrim, Oblivion, Fallout? Yeah. Yeah, played them all. Skyrim, Fallout, yeah. But Brendan, when you play games, I don't believe you played them. I believe you played the story, but that's not a Bethesda game. I, a Bethesda game, the story is like the last thought. I mean, in, when I played Fallout 4, I just found a weird robotics factory and then just just randomly started killing things, then built a weird fort. So I don't think I played that right. Uh, <laughs> I, mean... I mean, that sounds like a Bethesda game to me, actually. But uh, it those games to me, I would put hundreds of hours into Mm -hmm. like i don't want to know how many hours i put into skyrim i really don't and i'd avoid the main quest Mm -hmm. for most of it um this game like i said we were trying to power through it and and something i said in my review as well is if that's the style of player you are if you're like yeah man i'm gonna just beat the main story and then i'm good you will hate this game Yes, you yes. can't. Again, a you cannot get skill points that way. You can get a couple, which then makes the combat bad. It makes you can't research things. It makes the healing bad. It makes the ship bad. You need XP to feed into your skill points mm-hmm. to make the game good. So, like they they took the the Bethesda formula and amplified it like nobody's business. I could literally spend days just going from planet to planet. Not even talking to people, just scanning stuff, mm-hmm. shooting bug-looking things, finding pretty things. Like that's it. Makes me happy. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, the there the things we can't talk about. We can't really talk about the main story. There's a huge twist that changes everything. Oh, there's like cool. four twists. Yeah. Oh. Well, the the one. Okay. So without saying what it is. There's a quest where you have to go do X on X planet. 
So I went to X Planet, did a thing, left, and they're all saying, like, when you get to this quest, it's going to be crazy because I'm slow as crap because I'm over here scanning crap. And uh, they're like, it's going to be, oh, my God, I'm not going to spoil it. I can't tell me when you get there. Like, okay. So I do the quest, and then it's like, okay, you're done. Go here. I'm like, okay. Like, did I miss something, guys? <laughs> like, what what, I said, what happened? And they're like, no, you'll know. I'm like, okay, well, it's sending me back here now. And they're like, no. Yeah. To the point where Steven's like, okay, if you open this and look at this, do you see this? I'm like, no. He's like, you definitely missed something. And I did. Like the mechanic in the game, I managed to somehow do something on the planet that triggered the quest to progress and tell me to leave. But I didn't do the Nothing. thing that unlocks the entire game. And it was just like, this is fine. So had I not had them and I not had that group chat, I don't know what would ha would have happened. Because I was running around like a crazy person, but I was only like a knight because I didn't have that much time. So like, I don't know what's going on. And uh, yeah, so they're, like Steven's like, okay, go back here, do this, and let me know what happens. And sure enough, I land. A quick little pop-up comes up and says, you need to do this thing. But that was all. So I could have left again. And it would have been like, that's fine. That's too weird. It was not fine. Mm -hmm. So those are issues, right? Like, I don't know what would have happened had I not found it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, like, the game would have failed or maybe someone would have sent me back. But I went pretty far without anyone sending me back. Man. Yeah, it's, so I'm, yeah, that's an interesting take on the kind of usual Bethesda wibbly-wobbly, you know, the, like the varying paths you can take. Bethesda if, jank? If, <laughs> if someone falls into that and goes through without people to warn them, like you'd almost did that yeah like you said that would really i, I have no idea like literally the game cannot work without that no it cannot like so that's a problem so like i i don't i i genuinely don't know like i showed them my quest so i'm like no it says do this he's like that's really weird i'm like i know so what did i miss and they're like okay so that's a problem say, like i gotta thank steven for his somehow amazing like encyclopedic knowledge of this game already <laughs> yeah. he, he put like, like 80 hours in the game weird... yeah he yeah but so did i but i don't remember no, I like didn't. i asked him a question earlier today and he i asked him where something was and he gave me the planet the system the <laughs> galaxy like the he everything gave him, so the map is three tiers right like it's what galaxy solar system and then planets and then from there you can even go like town yeah, then you can go town. That's true. Yeah. Like landing zone or whatever. So technically four deep, I guess. And uh, yeah, like I never knew where I was. I <laughs> wish there was like a search. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would have been cool. Like you can go into your quests and be like, yo, where do I need to go? And it'll take you to where you need to go. You can just fast travel from your map. That's cool. But when I'm looking at a solar system and at, at one point, the, this specific quest, they're like, well, you need to go back. I'm like, well, where the hell is that? It's like in 97 different solar systems. There's probably, God, it, so you can fast travel between them, but you can't, you can't grab jump if you haven't been to at least a few in between to like make a proper line, mm -hmm. let's say. Oh, yeah. weird. Okay. Well, no, that makes sense. You can't go somewhere if there's no path, right? Okay. That's, so, that is fair, I guess. Yeah. But the number of solar systems that like I haven't even touched yet. Like, because I was looking at, at, like, okay, this is my path to get there. And then I'm like, wait, there's a dot. There's a dot. There's a dot. There's, well, what's over there? <laughs> like, now, this game's going to ruin my life. 
I know there's a lot of talk, and I don't know if you can talk about this yet, about how some planets are like bespokely made by the team and some planets are kind of procedurally generated. How huh. does that all look? There's I'm... sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say on honestly, like I there are planets that you will come across that it's like, hey, there's not really any flora or fauna here, but it, it doesn't mean that there's nothing there. There can still be like abandoned science facilities or something that you can go into and there's still stuff for you to like walk around and find. Okay. It's just not as like, you're not going to land and there's going to be like randomly a city. Like uh, oh, obviously okay. you can, t you can tell that like, okay, yes, here are our, like, I think there's like 10 cities or something like that. There's probably less than that. Mm -hmm. I haven't explored it all. Um, I've only been to two. Oh, I, I think I've been to four. I only know about Neon City and New Atlantis. Hold on. I, I oh, okay. <laughs> New Atlantis. New Atlantis. Is that the place that you like? Your like main thing is that? Yeah, is New that Atlantis. what it's called? Okay. New yes. Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I may be saying it wrong. Don't don't kill and me in the comments. Ne Neon, and then there's the the Sam place. Oh, see, I never got there. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> um. Yeah, they there there are some planets where it, you'll you'll land on them and they'll just be desolate and you're like, okay, this is weird. And then all of a sudden you'll come up on like the coolest looking lush forest. And and I came across that a few times and I was like, oh, well, this is pretty. I took a bunch of pictures for some reason. Like, I like this. Um, but it's not like I remember Mass Effect. I don't remember which one because I'm bad at that. When they like three or two. I don't know. Uh, is it the one that had the first one had to dropping onto a bunch of yeah? The first one you had to like drive around on the map. Yeah, the the one where like all of a sudden you could start scanning for resources and things oh, like too. that, and and some like you could land on a few planets, but then you couldn't oh. land on most of them. Uh, that's still the case a little bit, but you mm -hmm. can land on a lot more than you can't. Um, I think you can land on all of them if I'm not mistaken. I, there yeah, might there's be a like couple. Some you can't like obviously you can't like land on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> in the in like the solar systems and stuff, you that's can't. That's fair. And there that's are fair. some that are. Oh, I can't talk about it. Um. Okay. Uh. Is yes, this a fun you can, game? Yeah. You you can land on some. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then you can scan some from from space uh, for resources and and locations and things like that. And some of them will get you almost to one hundred percent. I think some will get you to one hundred percent from space, but a lot of them you need to go uh, land on. So. Just like I literally with the, uh, with the embargo, it's just it's funny because as this episode goes live, the embargo is up, early access begins, and all the stuff will just be blasted everywhere, anyways. Before Honestly, I don't think they the can get to it fast before. enough. Before yeah, they actually, I, I was I think thirty hours in when I was like, okay, I need to start doing the main quest because I'm not mm -hmm. going to make this embargo in time. And then when I finished, it was like, I think I'm at eighty-seven or ninety hours. Like, yeah. it's long. And like, and I'll say right off the bat, like, yes, I am. I'm a Bethesda fangirl, absolutely. But I don't know. I think we've talked on podcasts before. I know Chris and Justin, I've definitely talked to you about it. Like, I've struggled with AAA games recently because mm -hmm. I don't have the time commitment. I don't even have the brain power anymore after like a day's work, after kids, after whatever. I need to play something that's mindless. I need to play something where I'm picking pretty flowers. Like, I need to. It's it's my wind down. And I can say with certainty that that Starfield has brought me back. And honestly, I don't need to go fight. I don't need to progress the story. I don't even need to jo join factions. I j can just start scanning planets. 
like that can be my mindless thing. And you guys were were banging through the main quest and I was literally having to tell myself to stop. I like searching every corner. I like finding ammo and new weapons and like we found poutine. Oh yeah. We found uh yeah, it's called Kanak poutine. It's like a canned <laughs> thing. Uh I found sweet rolls which are from Skyrim and I think Oblivion. Uh like that that's the stuff that makes me happy. So it's I'm, it's like I'm I've sorry, got this triple canned, canned poutine. Uh, yeah, no, it, we're in space. You know. We're I, in space. Crimes there was against a couple, nature. Go on. Yeah. There was a couple uh it was Canuck branded things uh in the game. But I love doing that. So like trying to review this game, I was like, oh God, I gotta stop. Like stop looking in everybody's lockers, Dana. Back away. Stop talking to people. You gotta get your shit done. Um but I mean, Justin, you were how much of the way through when you were like, wait, how many followers do you guys have? I need more. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I just, just talk like... to people like most of the people you speak to can be your followers. <laughs> really? Well, for me, that was the case. But like and and the story varies drastically between people. Oh, yeah. Uh, we Justin very me, drastically. <laughs> and Steven during one like key moment all had different outcomes. And we were trying to guess, we're like, is it because this is the person you were closest to? But it wasn't my in my case. So Yeah, it's yeah, very... you're gonna have a different a different way to do things every time. Mm. And you get judged by by your followers or your companions, whatever they're called in this game. They judge you hard. Got a Sometimes bunch of really goody hard. two shoes. Yeah. I walking in just slaughtering people and they're like, Well, I wish we didn't have to do that. I'm like, eh, I probably didn't. Oh, have see, to I, I accidentally uh, boarded a ship of the of the UNSC, I think it was. And which is like, talk to me like I know names of things. Okay. It was like the good the police faction basically. Okay. Um that like patrol uh, New Atlantis. I boarded one of their ship and then all of my followers started hating me and were like, I don't think we can work together anymore. Oh, that's weird. So I had to I had to uh, save scum a little bit and go, okay, maybe <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Whoopsie. Hmm. I hopped onto a ship at one point. I still don't really know. Again, because I was trying to rush through things. Like, I still don't know why this was the case, but I boarded a ship and everybody on the ship was dead. And then I started dying. There was some, like, gas in the air. Okay. So I was wow. like, clearly there's something on this ship that I need that they don't want me to have. But I didn't have time to, like, I was like, damn it main quest in a <laughs> so like there, there's a lot to do and and it can be your game that you want to like hardcore game it can also be your game to just like chill there's building in it if anybody likes that you can build outposts um i don't think any of us really mastered that um i think that would have taken some time yeah that that's i feel like that that outpost stuff is mostly for if you want to really get into the crafting of like your equipment which you can do but i was like no i'm I, I like to do, do that sometimes. So I like crafting equipment. I like crafting. I like hoarding resources. I'm a hoarder. It's it's a problem. So uh, yeah, I like that. Um, but I've never been into like building in my RPGs. Like in Fallout, I never did the building. I mean, I don't care. I did it for the trophy. <laughs> and then that's, oh, that's fair. That's Fallout fair. was janky but, on console, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, the building is an option. You can build. Um, different machines to harvest different kinds of resources. So like solids, gases, liquids, uh, different containers to hold them. Um, you can put your followers on outposts and all your followers have different skills. So they're better. Some might be better on ships. Some might be better on outposts. Some might be better to piss off. Um, 
So there's a lot that goes into it. You can even like build chairs to put in there for whatever reason. Why not? Why not? Decorate. And then you can also build your ship, right? Like I don't, I didn't touch any of that. I don't know if you did, Dana. I did. I started throwing because I was trying to figure out what it did. I was like, I don't, I don't see anything happening. I ended up just with the main ship, the the frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys bought some that? other. Oh my! God. You sat with that ship the whole game. Yes, and I wow. upgraded it. I didn't. Wow. The problem okay. is my inventory. So you have a, a cargo hold on your ship, and. Uh, Mine just did not hold enough for all the resource hoarding that I kept doing. I was like, oh, no, I need to stop picking stuff up because they sell for, like, nothing. Your resources sell for, like, one, I don't know, gold, whatever it is in the game. Well, and even, like, the ships themselves sell. Like, you selling one is you don't really get a lot of money for, but buying one. When you buy them. Oh, boy. I saved up for, like, 50 hours to buy a ship only to find out I needed a new skill to be able to buy Mm -hmm. because it was a different like class of ship yeah it's it was uh, great once i could do it though because my i think my hold was like 900 pounds or something yeah it was great yeah um mine i think i think you just uh it, it hold held like 450 and i was like that's not enough <laughs> i need more so i kept putting into the skill point for holding more there's a skill point for that too Oh. Anyway, I think I think the general the general consensus is that it's a big game and everybody that did get it um had 2 weeks max with it. 2 weeks as of tomorrow. So short of 2 weeks to mm. actually review the game, write it and get it in. Um so anybody that tells you they've experienced all there is to experience or they've mastered X Y and Z is full of crap. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, with Justin's eighty-seven hours, you said ninety hours. Yeah, you've barely scratched the surface. Oh, and that's the thing. Like I, I never thought I'd say this. I picked the perfect time to have pneumonia because I literally <laughs> sat on the couch and just played Starfield like nonstop. Yep. And absolutely, I, I know because there was things happening while I was doing the main quest. That I was like, I, I want to stop and check that out, but I can't. I have to make sure to get this done. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think yeah. It, uh, there, there's like a lot of like random encounters as well that happen like on planets and specifically like in space too. So I, it'll be interesting to see like what comes of that. Like, cause I, I came across like five, but I, I've heard of other ones that I didn't come across of, but that's just cause I was. Well, that's even with the factions for my review. I was looking up how to spell one of the factions that I came across and like reviews aren't even out yet, but there's lists of all the different factions you can join. I was like, wow, I saw like three of these. Okay. Yeah. There's so much to do. So if you like, you know, if you like games that you can, you know, sink your life into, this is it. I, the way that I describe it is that like for us, video games are our career. Video games are our hobby. But Starfield in itself is a hobby. Like, it's not my hobby is video games and I'm playing Starfield. It's my hobby is Starfield. Hmm. I think it's the same as anybody who, like, like people that play EVE Online, they're crazy about it. People that play WoW, it's all they do. Um, I'm sure there's people that do that with the Final Fantasy and Destiny online games. Um, I think this will be one of those. Do recommend, especially if it's on Game Pass. You gotta give it at least thirty hours. <laughs> okay, now it's really starting to sound like a Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. 
How? Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, I mean, fantasy, so I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just that, that does sum up the first part of uh, Realm Reborn for sure. <laughs> like I would say, power through the main quest until you get to the point. You will know what it is. I didn't believe the guys. I skipped it. Uh, that was a bad bad time. So once you get there, the game really opens up and. Uh, so in other words, power straight through to that. And then if you can, it, it's hard because you need the skill points. Uh, avoid ship combat at all costs if you're going to do that, because it takes a while to get the ship combat points proper if you want to put points into anything else. Um, like, I think by the time I f- finish, I didn't finish anything, but by the time I, you know, put it away to start writing, um, I think I had like one point into something regarding combat. Yeah, I think like, I started with. I. When I started the game, I was like, okay, I'm going to put some points into combat, make it like nice and smooth. I put two points, one into like shotguns or something and one into pistols. And then I was like, okay, no, I need the rest of my skill points to Just be able kidding. to do the, the things. Yeah. Even, yeah. even crafting, like you can, you can cook too, but I never found that it was worth anything. Like it would give you two health points. I'm like, that's not helpful. Like I'll I need 9,000 of this item. Laying around. I'll just take them all. Mm-hmm. So like I, I didn't get to the point where you can unlock to make those. I have a bunch of the things. So you have things like bleed or, or poison or whatever. And those are different healing items than just a health pack. Uh, I could make a bunch of those, but I couldn't make like med packs yet. So that's another skill tree. It's I'm going to master the game. That's it. I'm going to be. It's, it's going to be a lot for a lot of people. Like it is. I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to see it on whatever the next gen console is. Oh, yeah. Sounds um, very like incredibly compartmentalized. Just the way you have to do like skill points and to do anything. It's like what's yeah. there, is there points for breathing? Or... Yeah, like I mean... honestly, it's it's a game that like if you find a Facebook group or a Discord group, I recommend joining it because you will have questions. Um, it's I don't know. I think for us, it became like a bit of a community thing, and I don't oh, know that a lot of people will be able to do it without a community, which is weird because it's not like a, a an MMO, but it feels like an MMO. Like, have you ever jumped into an MMO, like, 10 expansions into it and been like, what is happening? That's how yeah, Starfield that, feels. That was me with WoW, actually. <laughs> that was me when I, I tried to jump into Destiny. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I tried to play WoW around, like, the Mists of Pandaria, and I was like, yeah, this is just going to be a 30-day trial for me, and that's uh, going to hit the road. That's fair. Yeah. That was me, too. And that's me when I go back to WoW now. I'm like, holy crap, so much has changed. So I, I feel like when you start Starfield, it feels like you're starting in the middle of something and mm. you got to kind of figure out the ropes. Well, that sounds amazing. It is amazing. Believe and it or I, not. I, will, I do have to say, just before we kind of get away from it, the character creator is incredible. Okay, so... Okay, okay, maybe we were differing a little bit on no, this. No, okay. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I was talking Uh-oh. to Brendan about it after. I'm like, I can't change my eye color. That seems really weird. So I thought maybe that was like something like people you know, with this character. color eyes are special yeah. and that's whatever. I think I just didn't scroll down enough. Um, so I had to go back into the character creator to take some screenshots today. Uh, okay. I can tell you for a fact that you did not go down far enough. <laughs> yep, yep. Brendan was watching, so I took I took some video of it and he was watching it and he's like, could you just scroll down there? I'm like, I want to talk about it. I'm pretty sure that's definitely what happened. Thank you. But it's okay because she has cool, like, ice blue eyes anyway. So it worked out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worked out. Uh, also, right. this game with mods is going to be incredible. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big mod person, but yes, there if if you're into mods, I definitely recommend you going the PC route because weird crap is good. Weird um, stuff is coming. Skyrim <laughs> That's together. how long it's going to take for the Thomas the Tank Engine mod. Oh god! Oh, I'm sure somebody's already working on it. They'll find a There's way. There's three. It's just a Thomas the Tank Engine planet now. When yeah. you <laughs> when you horrible. grab when you grab jump to it, just Thomas looking at you. <laughs> I do not like this. <laughs> Anyway, I think Justin and I would both have the same. Like, um, I, I rated the game a nine out of ten. Uh, Steven, if you want to check out our review on cgmagonline.com, uh, he gave it a nine point five. Uh, I'm reading through his review now to get it up in time for embargo. You, we're in the future though, so yeah, it'll be there. Um, yeah, uh, he he loved it, and and so did I eventually, which mm. is a sad thing to say. Well, and it, it's it it is going to be very weird because there you're right there are definitely gonna there's gonna be a ton of reviews that ha, can't really because you can't really talk about like the amazing thing that's the th the amazing things that happen yeah. you're gonna be read a bunch of reviews that like have a bunch of complaints and then really high scores and it's just it's not gonna make sense but it will when you jump into it okay that sounds super fun I'm yeah. curious to make a huge chunk of space on my PC and download this through Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's a, a word to the wise. If you're listening to this on the weekend, be very careful if you're trying to get into the early access. If this has encouraged you to uh, to pick up the game and get right into it, because they made it really convoluted at the retail level. If yeah. you are the, the ones who want to uh, have the physical copies and all that. Oh, I didn't even beware. think of it. Physical <laughs> copy, early access. Oh. And there was a day one patch, so if anybody in their uh, in the reviews talking about bugs and things like that, yes, there are bugs. Justin had somebody with eyeballs but no head, so there are definitely bugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should you should a, share that picture with everybody later. Uh, uh, but, uh, I came into a cutscene and everybody was just bald. Yeah, um, <laughs> but there has we we've already received the patch. I was I was away for work, so I haven't checked it out yet. Um, I am like ninety percent of it. It look it's much. I still have the issue. That is like a Bethesda staple of when you're trying to talk to somebody, they just kind of like either walk away or they do like weird head things. They stand on you or they talk yeah. to you with their back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. But, but all the like, um, I, I experienced a bunch of just like textures were missing. Like my guns weren't properly displaying or they were like. See, I never had pictures. anything like that. I, I often, I have a picture um, in, in my review of, uh, one of the characters, Walter, he had his back to me, but he still turned around. So he gave me like, I don't know if you guys have seen Beetlejuice and like the weird snake. Yes. Yes. That's, that's how I felt about him. That's real weird. Um, I don't like that. But there, yeah, it's got a good layer of Bethesda jank. A lot of like, none of it was game breaking. Uh, we found if you leave Starfield open and don't, cause Xbox allows you to quick start. Uh, there were a lot of issues we had to restart often. Yes. Um, if you think that your quest markers aren't working, it's actually because you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> I did it a lot. Okay. I thought the game was broken. I was like, all of a sudden, it's giving me every quest marker I could possibly have. So I couldn't figure out where I was going. It, there's a button that toggles that on and off. And I did not know. Again, unexplained. Um, and if you go into your uh, little scanner, there's little arrows on the ground telling you where to go. So that's pretty great, too. But yeah, I never had anything game breaking, but there is definitely a good layer of Bethesda jank, and I'm sure it is still wow. there even after the patch. They fixed a lot of the big issues, but yes. like you're gonna get some weird stuff. But it's I'm also like at weird. Some of it right now, thanks to the picture that Justin just dropped on our Slack. 
Yes. Yeah, I need to look at this one second. It's, uh-huh. it's pretty cute. It's like um, some spaghetti picture. monster. I, I know yeah. it's weird while you're looking at that picture for me to say this, but it's also weirdly probably one of their most polished releases. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially you know, after I that didn't day play one the patch. other games like, at the beginning, right? Um, this oh, the day one patch specifically fixes like no heads. So many issues. No heads. <laughs> yeah. It fixes no heads. Yeah, it fixes no heads and no hair and no gun. And oh, I didn't have that problem. Yeah. I had, Brendan was watching me play the one day and I was trying to have a conversation with Barrett and somebody, like one of the NPCs just kept like walking this path like they were on patrol. So they just come and like stand in front of Barrett while I'm talking to him <laughs> repeatedly. Like they'd leave and come back and leave and come back. He's like, what is going on? I'm like, I think I'm on her path. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I had that in Skyrim a couple of times, I think. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Like, this isn't awkward at all. Yeah, I, I had a quest with Sam and uh, insert blank name here. Um, and I was talking to Sam and that person who was also supposed to be part of the conversation just started to walk away. So whenever it Bye. turned to them talking, it, they were basically just like a little tiny pixel in the distance. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was really weird. But, but you guys should play the game. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm dying it's fine uh yeah go play it yeah absolutely it's on game pass you got very few excuses it's not a it. dollar anymore but it's still worth it whatever it's worth it as it's definitely a, worth like the 15 bucks a month game passes as long as you have it's a series x and uh or a pc that will play it yeah if you oh, want yeah, mods, did, go PC, did but... any did anybody try it out on a series s I don't know anybody who owns I don't a Series know, S. I don't have a Series S, so I couldn't yeah. ever wanted to. Yeah, I didn't either. So Yeah, I, I can't know. say I know anyone with a Series S either. <laughs> I probably should have played it on PC. Because it would have worked on PC too. Yeah, it would have. All right. So well, Justin's gone for the night, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he's, he's but that means uh, I have to delete Baldur's Gate if I want to put Starfield on there. You guys you need bigger hard drives. You do. I have a big hard drive, but I have, I have a four like, terabyte hard I have a two and I have a hundred gigs left on it. Okay. okay. You need to fix that. You need, yeah, you need to well, deal okay, with it. I got a bunch of games on it though. All right. Cause you gotta like have a bunch of games to jump around on. And I, I, I keep all my, all my games installed on, on the C drive and I have other mm. drives for other stuff. It's just games are getting big. Yeah. Games are getting, they are getting big. very big. Same reason that like, I need to get a solid state jar for my PS5 soon because I'm getting tired of deleting stuff. Yeah, it's fair. But anyways, we've officially gone off the rails on that one, so we'll uh, we'll move along. Um, yeah, it's, it's September 1st as we're publishing this. Is that is it going up? No, no, 31st. Okay. Well, it's basically September. Uh, <laughs> st- odds are, if you're listening to this, it is September somehow. And, uh, and uh, Chris is a basic bitch because it's September now. Oh, I've been a basic bitch for a week now. Come on. Oh, hey, I have also Just... enjoyed um, some pumpkin spice cold brews. Fun okay. fact, you two are the same person. It's really <laughs> weird. But uh, I went to New York and I got basic with my uh, Krispy Kreme uh, pumpkin cheesecake mm. uh, donut. That was pretty good. But I will tell you, uh, Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber were at the same uh, Krispy Kreme the morning before I got there. I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. Shouldn't have gone yeah, to that one. Sure. Could have gone to a different one. Yeah. Is, it, is that a good thing? I don't know. I, don't I just know. wanted to be like I was in a room that somebody famous was in. 
we were I've, in a room that a bunch of famous people them, were so. in, but none of them talked to us because they weren't allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I was the point I was trying to make there is that uh, Tiff season is. I, I was getting. I was trying here. to get you there. I was trying to get you there. Yeah, we 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 got we got there. We eventually totally. landed on the planet uh, after <laughs> fast traveling to it. Uh, yeah, Grab International up. Film Festival is coming up once again. CGM's going to be there in person, right? Yeah, three of us this year. Uh, some um, of us are going to be. Some of us aren't allowed to be there. Just got rejected. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I got rejected. That's not a nice. He's reviewed like one movie in his oh, life, so settle down. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't surprised. Um, I was just like, oh, bummer. Oh well. Uh, yeah, uh, myself, Brendan, and uh, Shaq Lambert will be there. Um, for us, go team. But it's going to be a bit of a different event this year because the, we wheel uh, weird. Unless the strike magically dissipates. Technically, uh, out for but, Brendan. This is going to be the same for you as it has been for almost all the years except last year. Yeah, probably. So what changed was last year we started doing red carpets and and more interviews. Um, and before that, he would just like go see movies, come back, review movies. Life is good. Maybe a couple remote interviews with whoever. But now, Chris, what's happening with Tiff? <laughs> Uh well the uh the writers guild strike is still on and the screen actors is. guild is still on. Um so they're not able to talk about their upcoming or previous performances or promote anything basically. Yes. Which so, kind of defeats the point of a red carpet. Yeah, it does. hundred percent. Unless you're a director, then you could talk in relationship to what you're directing, or if you're a producer and an actor, you can talk about the producing of the thing. You cannot talk about the actual being in it. So it's a fun little little circle we're in right now, trying to figure out, like, we're organizing interviews for TIFF uh, because we're a little more involved this year. Um, we really enjoyed doing the red carpets last year. I mean, it's it's for social media and whatever, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a cool experience for me, especially. I'd never done anything like that before. I got to talk to Anna Kendrick, which I've said on this podcast oh, way more than I should. Uh, we briefly talked to Hugh Jackman. We like some cool stuff happened, and then he had a really bad movie. Anyway, it was really bad, so bad. Oh, you told but, me. Uh, yeah, yeah. This year, I mean, the red carpets are still happening, but it'll be directors, producers. I don't know if the actors will be there and just not able to talk to anybody, just pictures, because no, that promote. would still be that would still they be cannot promoting, promote right? unless they are producers or directors. I or... understand you're repeating yourself. Yeah. I'm saying. Does them just walking the red carpet yes, to watch the movie count? That, that counts as there. You go. Yeah. Thank you for the mansplaining, though. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, it's uh, so Nev Campbell. She's a producer on a movie this year. <laughs> so like, we we're trying to get an interview with her because she can talk to us. <laughs> she's not in the movie, but she can talk to us. Uh, we're getting a lot of writers that have done stuff because they can talk to us. The directors can talk to us, which. They can also talk to us on the red carpet, I guess. But there aren't as many directors, writers, producers that people will want to yeah. see for quick hits on social media, especially. So that's fun. I'm wondering what it's going to do with the press. Because a lot of the people we know that do TIFF come up specifically for the red carpets. Are are they just not going to bother this year? Uh, or they come up and rent a hotel room for full interviews. Yeah, like from, out of pocket. Yeah. So... Oof. Like, I, I could see them just being like not bothering because it costs them a lot of money. If they don't get those quick hits, they aren't going to get any value for it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting situation. Now, in terms of like movies, obviously we're still gonna go. We're still gonna. We've got some movies that are screening links, but mm-hmm. we're still gonna go see the movies like we would, right? Yeah. Um, there's one in particular. Uh, Chris, I think you you told me this one was about GameStop, or I'm making that up. But uh, dumb money. Dumb money, yeah. Yeah, it's about GameStop. Uh, and the cast is outrageous mm-hmm. or more so specifically the, the um the stonks, stonks. Debac- yeah. debacle yeah okay but like the cast for this movie like we'll start small with starting small with clancy brown shailene woodley then america ferrera vincent d'onofrio seth rogan dane dehan paul dano sebastian stan pete davidson nick offerman anthony ramos uh i could keep going if you'd like you're just, um, you're just listing names on imdb in general not just those, that's just all names. of actors they, <laughs> these are all people in one movie that's so crazy. could you imagine this red carpet if it these would, people were allowed to talk it would be bananas right um i know brendan you were saying that so uh advanced tickets are already out which is super awesome. The press I, hasn't they, got to pick their tickets I yet. I think they do hold some tickets back they do. for all some. movies. So, yeah. Some. Uh, they hold some. And uh, we get to pick our tickets, I believe, on Sunday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, some tickets are already being sold uh, secondhand for like 900 bucks a piece. Through Ticketmaster, oh which is also the company that manages the tickets for TIFF itself. Yeah. So, basically, someone scalp- is bought the tickets and then just straight up scalping them immediately for like 900% profit. Whoa. I, okay. So that's cool. That's, that's, More than just, that. that's just awesome. Yeah. So TIFF is going really well so far. Yeah. And last year there was a crazy debacle with, with press just trying to get tickets. Uh, there was almost nothing available and you couldn't check out without, uh, without checking out 10 tickets. So I think I had like eight tickets for the same movie at different times. Uh, and then they had to go through and fix everything because, again, Ticketmaster broke. Huh. As it should just break in general. Yeah, it was it was a hot mess. Um, it was not enjoyable, and I'm hoping that this Sunday will go better. Uh, but there's some interesting movies this year. Um, but I think, personally, there's not as many, like, huge oscar like people are already watching for the oscars movies i don't know if that's just me i went through this list like i make a crazy spreadsheet for this every year it's insane but like there's does it like kind of go up against your sgf spreadsheet oh this one's more intense because i have to every movie we choose so i think there were about 60 movies that we wanted to to try and get viewings for between the three of us <laughs> that's a lot of movies to see in a week it's that's a, a lot of reviews to write yeah. but we try to do what we can and obviously some won't work but we go through and pick out the ones that we think our audience will be interested in or we think will be say oscar worthy or there's some that i'm just like i want to see this yeah. there's a nickelback documentary you think yeah. i don't want to see that i do why, why, so why? there yeah i don't know how to review that i still say the sly documentary being the closer just seems so weird yeah the the tiff closer is a sylvester stallone documentary but it feels like they're doing this and they're adding these things in because these people can then talk about these yeah so sylvester stallone will then be able to talk on the red carpet because he's in it he's not acting as an actor he's just a subject of a documentary mm-hmm. nickelback will be on a red carpet I I need it. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, fair. They they probably would have been fun because they're not in the actors guild, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. 
So so weird. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation. But yeah, if you go through the movies this year, I feel like not as many of them are like mainstream blockbusters. Um, there's very few. I'm looking like over the list, and it seems like there's a lot of indie stuff. Even the horror movies is very few. Um, I was so very very surprised that Saw is not going to be there. Yeah, me too. Because really, it's filmed in Toronto too. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess last year we had some big horror movies. So there's Midnight Madness, which was, uh, last year was my first experience with yeah. it. And those are usually, like, obscure, weird movies. Like, the Weird Al movie was last year. Um, uh, and then it, uh, Pearl? Was it Pearl last year? Yeah, Pearl. Pearl yeah, and, and some other, some other weird, uh, weird horror movies. Uh, this year there's one called Dicks the Musical, which I'm so excited yeah, for. Yeah, it's at that. <laughs> It's uh, it's Megan Mullally. Am I saying her name right? I don't know, but I love her, so hopefully. And Nathan Lane. So. Oh wow. I'm sold. Like if it's a musical with Megan Mullally and Nathan Lane, I'm down. And it's called Dicks. I kind of want to see that too. I mean, you also have Hell of a Summer with uh, Finn Wolfhard's directing it. Yeah. Like a kid from Stranger Things. He's like directing. He's under twenty. That seems super weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is just the Midnight Madness we're talking about. There's something yeah. coming from, uh, I want to say from Prime Video. It might be Paramount. I mix those two up, so I hope they don't kill me. That's like a weird uh, Korean horror show. They've got shows this year. I mean, they've always had shows, but they aren't, haven't really been like the peak of the festival because they've been kind of things that are there. But because if it's uh, if uh, Korea is not part of SAG or ACTRA, so they could be there and just be on the red carpet. So any foreign movies this year could have proper red carpets because because they're not part of the guilds that are strict. Same with British movies. They're not part of SAG actor either. They might choose not to in solidarity, but they aren't technically on strike. Interesting. Um there's a there's one called Flora and Son that has uh Joseph Gordon Levitt in it. Like there's a lot of I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't want to sound like I'm saying good movies, but there's a lot of like you know, not your not your mainstream movies there yeah. this year. And I don't think I think Tiff often is a lot of like I saw a lot of really heavy movies last year. Mm-hmm. Like it, we saw The Sun. I saw the whale. Um, women talking. Yeah, the whale. So those are all like Oscar bait, mm-hmm. right? Um, even the one with uh, oh, I can't even remember what it's called. Good, the Good Nurse, I think. Yeah. With uh, Chastain and Redman. Redman. Yeah. Um, we had those. Uh, there were really cool uh, in conversation with. So mm-hmm. they your actors would sit on stage and like talk with the audience and answer questions. And like, those are there this year, but they're very unknown people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a movie coming out with, um, if you guys know who Sia is, the uh, musician yeah. who had the, like the creepy fascination with some young girl and all of her stuff. Well, that young girl is now in a movie on her own uh, with the girl who plays like the innkeeper from Shit's Creek. Sure. Why not? So I'm interested in seeing that. Um, and there are a lot of big names. Like we've got um, uh, Michael Keaton's going to be there, but as a director uh, and an actor, he's doing both. Okay. Uh, Amanda Seyfried's in a movie. Uh, Anna Kendrick is directing a movie. So they can be red carpet, but not uh, so weird. Yes, it's it's going to be a messy, messy thing. And I think some movies. I would bet some movies probably pulled out of TIFF thinking it was going to be a mess. I know Venice had a lot of movies. Like I know some Warner Brothers slate was going to be at Venice. And they just pulled them all because they know they won't be able to get like publicity. Yeah. And I know uh, Warner Brothers especially pu- pushed a lot of its movies to I think almost January because it figured 
at that point they might be able to do some publicity for the movies and they can't right now yeah it's uh so i think yeah some people have probably definitely probably definitely pulled out uh i also think there's a lot of people holding out hope that like magically in the next week this will all be solved but I feel really bad, even like when Brendan and I go out to LA for the game awards and stuff, we're kind of trying to guess where we should stay, when we should stay, what days we should stay longer because people want to randomly book appointments and stuff. I can't imagine people coming here yeah. from out of town this year, not knowing if they'll be able to get anything out of this festival aside from movie reviews. Cause you can kind of do those anytime. I, like some of the movies mm. we reviewed last year are just starting to come out now. Yeah, I, I do feel that there's going to be a lot. Of, like, I know hotels have already marked up the prices, and they're already. Oh yeah. But I have looked, and they're not all booked up as of yesterday. Like before TIFF, it's like booked up months ahead. This year, they're not fully booked. They weren't fully booked last year either. But they, yeah, maybe they they were just like a thousand dollar hotel rooms. Yeah, that's why I've they seen some fully five six hundred dollar hotel rooms, so it's slightly better. Yeah. Uh, but I think people are less journalists and less people kind of looking for those sound bites and stuff or gonna make it down you get like one or two critics rather than like a team of 10 people because you're not going to do those actor interviews you're not going to do like um variety <clears throat> usually books a floor yeah. of a hotel and they just have like a full setup going on and i don't think they're doing that at all this year because they aren't going to have the like after show like sit downs with who are you going to talk to but there's still party like i've yeah, i'm getting more parties. party invites this year than i did last year because I, I wonder if an actor at a party counts as publicity. I don't know. That's but like it, it is so weird because I, I was just quickly looking at TIFF and one of the things I saw was Selena Gomez apparently tweeted out that she's in, like she, she's heard show uh, Only Murders in the Building. Great, great show. Uh, she just tweeted out that she's like happy it's doing so well and she had to take that tweet down because it was considered publicity for her show. That sucks. That's well, that's cool. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot of posts from actors who are like, "Listen, guys, we're doing this because we need to do this, but like this sucks." There's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that were coming that like new actors were mm. a part of or new new writers were a part of that they were so excited for, and now those projects are probably going to die with this big pause. Mm. Huge blockbuster 100%. movies, a lot of them with big names behind them, will still continue, but a lot of these things that were like people's big break, yeah are probably going to get swept under the rug at the end of it all. And it's really sad. What was that, yeah, that I mean, show? To be, to be um, fair, like we're also like, just just to preface this, if it's not clear, we're on the side of the writers and the actors in this. Oh, yeah. 100, it's 100%. absolutely ridiculous that the studios are dragging it out this long. Yeah. And it's, they, I think they've said that um, if the studio executives just took like a 5% pay cut, it would all be solved. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. But and then just 5%. said they wouldn't randomly steal actors' likenesses and use AI to write movies. You know, that's all they're asking for. And something else that I saw today that was really shocking to me was um, Bell is pulling out as the main sponsor of TIFF after 28 years. That's so weird to this me. Is the, oh. This is their last year. Really? Yeah. Now, obviously, like, I can't say that has anything to do with the strike because it's they're staying this year. But like Brendan mentioned, it's called the TIFF Bell Lightbox. Yeah. I was going to so, say, yeah. Yeah, I wa it it definitely will change things because Bell, they use that light box basically where to show all the, any kind of crave publicity stuff. They use the light box. They do a lot of stuff with it, and I'm wondering if that's just going to be rebranded just the the TIFF light box and what 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 will this all mean? 
Yeah, like the only time I've actually been there myself was to see a Game of Thrones exhibition thing where they had all the props and costumes and stuff. Yeah, we went. We we saw the uh, Game of Thrones. um... Uh, House of the Dragons. We saw the first two episodes there. Hmm. Yeah, it's. uh... So it's really strange. I I I understand. It's a lot of money, probably. If Bell doesn't think it's getting anything out of it, or it's trying to change direction, sure, but. I think I think the bottom line is like yes we are absolutely on the side of the actors and the writers studios piss off you're big yep. jerks, um, but with festivals like this, I realize like we want the exposure for these movies and a lot of them yeah. a lot of these movies are being purchased yeah like That's they're the being thing, shown right? and people buy them and like promote them and all that mm-hmm. stuff, um, so obviously we can't go without it but part of me kind of wishes as press anyway that they kind of just held off because this is going to be such a honestly a half-assed festival yeah um and it it's complicated for press to try and be a part of it and figure out how to cover it with so many unknowns at -hmm. least if they would just tell us hey no actors are coming guys then we can we can prepare for that i can plan to cram like a bunch of movies in five days and be fine and not be worried about having to be there for every night of a gala because like for us we drive an hour and a half two hours to get there but we want to be there from the first movie to the last because all day yeah. there's red carpets right up until Midnight Madness. And then you go see the Midnight Madness movie, you come home at 2 a.m. and then you go back at 7. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot. And if we go up there and nobody's there, <sighs> life. It does change. Also, I'm, I'm really worried that you, you mentioned a lot of these movies are sold at this festival. If you don't have that publicity, will you have the like – exposure for some of these movies that might they might have a good actor in them whatever but if they don't have those big gala presentations and you don't have as many people showing them like kind of talking them up will they have as many sales will some of these movies just kind of go like sitting on a shelf for years yeah and i mean that can that can kind of sway us into uh into fan expo too we're talking about so many unknowns I have a 12-year-old niece who is obsessed with Scream. Like, it is – I'm so proud. Um, <laughs> she, she's gotten into horror movies, and she has spent all summer saving up money because Millie Bobby Brown was supposed to be at Fan Expo because all of the – I know that's not Scream. Uh, <laughs> and, like, all the Scream cast was there. Uh, Skate Ulrich, uh, Matthew Lillard, Jamie Kennedy, who looks rough and had no line, and it was kind of sad. <laughs> Nev Campbell. Like, all of these people were there. And she sat in line from 9.30 in the morning until 2.30 in the afternoon, just just strictly waiting in line for, for autographs, which was awesome. Like, I'm so proud of her. I would never do that. I think she's crazy. I brought her pizza. It's, it's fine. Yep. But so many people were going to Fan Expo kind of not knowing what was happening. Like, everybody said they were going. New people were still being added, like, a week, two weeks before mm-hmm. Fan Expo. Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, well, what are – what? What? Like, what are these people going to do here? They can't talk about their stuff. Um, so everyone had these tickets and they were worried, you know, that people would cancel, which which happens on a normal con or a nor- normal fan expo. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't actually too bad. There were some that weren't great, like Millie Bobby Brown, who got announced very recently and then still canceled. Yeah, one um, of the last ones, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was I was actually really glad to see that a lot of the celebrities still showed up. Um, I don't personally go to panels, but that's only because I don't want to wait in lines, much like the signatures mm-hmm. or the autographs, whatever we're calling them. Uh, I don't like sitting waiting in line for a whole day to do something. I only want to go to Fan Expo one day and then I'm over it. Um, 
but I, I was talking to, to a fellow writer, uh, Brad, and he was telling me that, uh, the one with Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, they couldn't talk about anything they were doing. <laughs> so yeah. like there's, he, he posted a video of them just trying Canadian chip flavors. So weird. I, I think I'd be way more down for that. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, let's just listen to shoot the shit for a bit. But you know, people, especially as writers going to these events, wanting to like get the scoop, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we're like, they do or don't like all dressed. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so everything is chaos right now. It's really weird. I'm getting at. It's uh, uh, yeah, especially for those two. Cause as well, cause they have the big Disney plus Daredevil born again coming up that uh, people are dying to hear stuff about. It's, it's, it's been kind of wild seeing other publications actually like publishing like rumors and stuff like that. Like you, you realize there's no movement going on on these projects. Like they're, they're not, sealing deals right now probably <laughs> like it's nothing it should be nothing to should be nothing to announce like yeah exactly the, there should be there should be nothing to announce right now you know that I, mean, I didn't realize that an entire scream movie came out since the last scream movie i saw there you go you didn't this see job scream. messes with me because you find out about stuff so freaking oh, early yeah you didn't st- uh, so what? what i think i want to mention about the strike and what's going on with it is move shows and movies that have been greenlit are now at the point when they're being not greenlit so um red lit uh, yellow sure. lit i don't know yellow lit. uh the peripheral the the chloe uh the chloe grace moretz movie yeah. show uh that was green lit but then it's kind of expensive so amazon was kind of humming and hawing about it then the strike happened and apparently like last week they just canceled they ungreen lit it so it was ready to film there were everything was ready to go and it just taking too long and amazon's like nah screw it we're done wow yeah, it's, uh... yeah i mean whose fault is that <laughs> Amazon. Lasai. Lasai. Weird times, yeah. Other than that though, uh Justin and I were at Fan Expo. We were. We Sorry. were. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw think a lot I... of uh oh man, I I forget the name of those things because I hate them so much. Uh the stupid little bobblehead things that are everywhere. Funko Pop. Pop toys, the yeah. Funko Pops. These are the bane of my existence. Yeah. Um, yeah, of, uh, I as I say, the basement full of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I can't handle like that. Fan Expo is now just like 400 booths of them. Yeah, I liked yeah, them at the are. beginning. I thought they were cool, and I like that there's so many to collect. Um, actually, Brendan and I go to Creepy Bin stores, and mm-hmm. the the one store had the like four of the cast of um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, which is cool. Like my mom's a big Yellowstone fan, uh, and and that stuff's fun, mm-hmm. but like. I don't know. I, I was really discouraged this year. Like I, I walked through Fanex was huge yeah. just yeah. to get from one building to another is Didn't like it took 25 hours? minutes to yeah. get back. Yeah. Cause it we was were there. I was there for, I mean, I think I was only there for like three or four hours and we saw the mo- most of it, but it's we, cause th- this was my first time going back since, I don't know, maybe 14 years ago, like a long time. Um, yeah. And when I went originally as like not a writer, as just like a 16 year old who wanted to go and spend a bunch of money, there was so much cool stuff. I like, it was a lot more like interesting tchotchkes. Whereas I felt yeah. this year it was like Funko or weird boob pillows. There were weird boob pillows and I poked them. And- oh, those, yeah. Yes. Like all the like, uh, 
JRPG characters on like a a cloth poster, but for some reason now (laughs) they are all their boobs poke it now. They all have boobs. And that's supposed to be your rest or your wrist rest. Oh yeah, those are those ones are the mouse pads. Yeah, oh, these are like okay. full like body pillows, but like, oh, the body pillows. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, the pillow. Okay, that's just. Yeah. No, it wasn't even the body pillows. There were no, some that were a... just like posters that go on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I just assumed we we're talking about the just the mouse pads, but that's disturbing development. Yeah, and I find um, like this year, even the activations, it was hard for us to get a lot of the information ahead of time, which we we would have liked to promote some of it, but. Uh, like AMD last year was the gaming garage of the CNE, but this year they're uh, they were at the Fan Expo and Intel took over the gaming garage of the CNE, and they had a big area of like cool. There's like a pyramid com- computer and and some cool stuff. There was a big gaming area. Um, Xbox had had a big like come play the com- come play the computer, uh, <laughs> come play on these gaming PCs, and they were doing like PC Game Pass stuff um even bell bell had like an esports stage and an area that you could go play playstation didn't really bring it for me no oh um, you mean the, the the weird waterfall thing right yeah so playstation yeah. had uh you could get your picture taken with two spider-man mannequins to promote spider-man obviously um and then there was the spider-man playstation and controller in like a glass case that you could look at and then there was a quote unquote activation where you would stand in front of this like waterfall that was made with magnets. And as you moved, you could see your hands in the waterfall. Um, it's up on our on our uh, TikTok if you want to see a little bit of Fan Expo. Uh, I think that's just CG Magazine on TikTok. But uh, like that was kind of weird. I was like, yeah. all right cool like you'd think maybe they'd have like a really limited demo of spider-man or of anything for that matter let us play last year is just something to do right um so that was strange for me uh yeah prime video no yes prime prime video prime does the boys they had a giant booth that was pretty much empty you went and like you stood on your line. It was three different shows. I only know the boys. I don't know what the other two were because mm-hmm. I don't care about them. <laughs> and you like follow your line in, and then you can just take a picture in front of a backdrop that kind of looks like that. Well, and there was but when you had can... some characters there, but oh yeah, that the the what what is wrong with my brain? Homelander. <laughs> Homelander. Thank you. Yeah, you could do that, or you could like hold a rock for one of them, whatever. Okay. Uh, paramount right next to them had another massive booth that was the same kind of thing you walk through and you can go to all of them and you can get pins and stuff so there was a section for twisted metal that had like the actual uh set piece truck Mm -hmm. from twisted metal there was ninja turtles with four ninja turtles you could take your picture with there was a star trek one there was a spongebob one that justin and i got forced on why because we wanted wanted the pin damn it you have to take your picture then like this is a weird what was the pin was it a cool pin it's spongebob okay yeah Anywho, there, the, uh, there was the a Yellowstone, right? Yellowstone. The Yellowstone Lodge. Yeah. So I was there with my partner, David, as well. And uh, he needed to go play Ninja Turtles. So Jess and I got a romantic picture by the fire. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, by the way, you still have my I, – I realized I put that in your bag. Oh, I know. And then I never – I knew it. you didn't want that picture of me. I know. I was like, oh, I have no. a picture of it. I don't remember no. where it is. And then I remember. It's at my house. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> – they, like they it was still the same concept like come take a picture in front of a background but they did it way better way like better. it felt way less empty um 
there was something from Crunchyroll. You could stand in line to go into this like big dome, and it was Jujutsu Kaisen, or however you say it. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, you're right. I like that you correct me every time, but you say the exact same thing I say. <laughs> I'm saying you're right. That's confirming. Like, every time he re-says it, so I'm like, I've got this weird anxiety. I'm like, did I say it wrong? I thought that's what I said. Anywho, uh, essentially, it was you can either stand in line to do something weird for four seconds. As one does. As one does. Or walk around and look at Funko Pops. Uh, the the art section was cool. It's it's not usually my I don't buy like a mm-hmm. lot of prints or, or posters or things like that, but there there was some really pretty stuff that, you know, artists and, and creators and whatnot had available. Um but yeah, other than that, it feels very the comic books got kind of sad. Uh, there was a whole section of like graphic novels for for twenty bucks. Oh, okay. And somebody kind of explained to us in line that I guess it's a Dollarama thing. Now that like a bunch of stores is closed and whatever, Dollarama is selling all these graphic novels now for four or five bucks. So people are losing money on them in stores. They're not. Yeah. So that was kind of depressing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. For me, the for me the highlights of of the cons like these are always the crater alleys and stuff. So like. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of usually like well, in in my experience, it's usually like one or two pop booths. One's usually like jacked up, and one's actually got fair prices. And (laughs) yeah, a lot of jacked up booths, though. Yeah, I can. This is true. It's captive audience, right? (laughs) Yep. Um, there were a lot of of Funko Pop booths, Mm, like like so many, disgusting amount. I mean, more than last year. I know last year they had a lot. At least a couple per row. That seems too many. Yeah. Um. There was a tattoo alley again. Pardon? I've never actually been to Fan Expo. I can't compare, but this is my second time ever, so I don't know. But I found, like, I walk through it real quick now, and even like the big other side, I was I was done by the time my niece was was done doing her lines. She was with her mom. I didn't just abandon her for the record. <laughs> uh, by the time they were done, I'm like, like, it felt like she was getting worried that I was gonna leave when I was done. She was like, "Are you? Do you have work to do?" I'm like, "No, I didn't get any interviews. I'm just like doing my thing." So I'm gonna be done this before you are. And she's like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, well, like I, I, I'll stay. I'll go through it with you. It's cool. And then she's like, "No, it's fine." I was like, "I can't tell if you're like sad that I'm done, or you want me to go away, <laughs> or you want to stay." Teenagers are hard, man. It's not quite oh, there yet. Does so. she wait? Yeah, like it's rough, man. Our, our turn. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just, I feel like. I feel like the expos are not the way for me. Like I still want to go, but mm-hmm. then I'm kind of like over it halfway through the day. So I don't want to go with somebody that needs to sit there for 12 hours. That's fair. Like, I the think I have yeah. more fun at Niagara Falls Comic Con. Well, I think uh, I've never been, but I feel like a PAX would be more my speed than just like an overall expo. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's like a, that's a completely different kind of event, right? Yeah. Oh, very much so, yeah. But mm-hmm. well, that's what I'm saying is I... I uh, I think Canada needs one of those kinds of events. I mean, I or think Fanex was trying to be that, but yeah. yeah. Is there a PAX North? No. Oh, okay. Sure, that's what I'm saying. It should be a PAX North. The people have been trying to do a PAX North. Like people. Like, if you search PAX North, it's a church, just so you know. I know oh, they've been trying to do something like a PAX North, but. I feel that Fan Expo kind of controls where it would be. It's just crazy to me because, like, we have so many studios. We've got studios in BC. We've got studios in Montreal and Toronto. Like, screw everybody else. Just go Team Canada for a bit. The problem is um, Informa that controls – it it controls, like, the the convention center. 
makes it hard for anything else to go in there because they they have a non-compete for certain times and that's why they have the, there the little are other places in canada you know that right it it is one in vancouver tell um, tell that to taylor swift okay yeah fair it's fair. Just six shows right here <laughs> yeah it's a. Uh... There should be something for for Canadian games. There, I mean, like there, we there have... used to kind of be. There was for a little bit. I think it might have been three years. There's EGLX. Yeah, Enthusiast Gaming Expo, but that was also very weird. Yeah, I only went one year, and it was. It was very strange. Yes, it was very strange. I think I still. Hey, have I went to AVN. Thing. That was a good expo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would go to that expo. Nothing like going to AVN with your boss. Not at all weird. <laughs> Not at all weird. <laughs> I talked to Amaranth though. You did. That was also weird. Was she, she did was not she, seem was to she like a hot talking tub at the me. time, or she was yeah. not. She was dressed as a pirate. It was a hot tub time machine, actually. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> she was a pirate. For some she reason. was dressed like a pirate. I don't ask questions. But she was also streaming the entire time. So it was. Very, it was yeah, that was. It weird. was very strange. I don't know how we got yeah. here. Speaking of expos and such, though, Chris, you did something that was a little different than a than a standard fan expo slash comic con. Yeah, well, you guys were at uh, Fan Expo. I was at TennoCon in uh, mm-hmm. London, Ontario, uh, the convention for Digital Extremes and their game Warframe. Um, Warframe is not a game that I've played a whole lot. Uh, I feel like I always it feel like I should real play pretty, it. It looks real pretty, though. It does. It looks very pretty. They have done so much work to it since I first downloaded it in 2015 and played for five yeah, minutes. Yeah, it looked. It was fine back then. It looked like a like a 360 game. It looked kind of like. Um... What was that game they did with the um, glaive? It was Dark Sector. Dark Sector. It it lo- the basically, the Dark Sector. The Darkness is also good by them. Darkness Two, uh, but no, Dark Sector. Warframe was basically if Dark Sector was an MMO, sort of, kind of. Yeah, Science. that tracks. I know. But uh, like Warframe, know. Turned, uh, wow. War, Warframe turned uh, ten this year or this summer, uh, nice. so it's oh, been nice. around for like you know it, this predates a Destiny, minute. which takes a lot of cues from it or has does similar things mm-hmm. rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see how much has changed for like what's kind of an indie studio by comparison to like Bungie. It's still a big um, studio. Oh, it's huge! And again, this is one of the cool things about the going to Tenecon this year was I didn't realize how big and powerful the community was. Like. Yeah. Um, so getting there, like there was a light outside the convention center, and it looked like the general conven- uh, comic con that we have here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought it was like the same size of audience, and that was just kind of blew my mind in the first place because you know I, I don't hear a lot of people say they play this game. Um, it is a huge, and it's weird because every time I've done TennoCon, I've done it in the past, the amount of like they joke about how much time the game takes. They're like, "Oh, you've only played two hundred hours. You're barely touching the game." I'm like, <laughs> I don't have that time. No. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you do, investment. but no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was cool to see uh, how how big the community was and how nice everyone was too. Like, it's a uh, they say they have a really passionate and welcoming community, and I could tell that just from you know, walking the floor for a little bit. Like, there was just mm-hmm. a really cool vibe. Um. Um, amazing cosplay considering how complicated some of the character designs are yeah the um, frames are really complex yeah and people were pulling it off amazingly there was a lot of great cosplay they had a really cool exhibit of like uh props that from like like uh, like either from the game so like things that were created by either the studio or by fans and donated to the studio uh to concept art to like uh, different merchandise they've done over the years 
Uh, they had a really cool thing where you, where you could find these little hidden statues around the convention, and take pictures of them, and take them to a certain booth and get a pin. Those for are my favorite. I yeah, love it art, so much. I hope everyone got a pin. Sorry. I, I, I got mine. It's for, it's for the new game, Soul Frame, which they showed off. You got um, a pin? Or I got a little statue? pin, yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. a little pin from all the statues. Um, Soul Frame, though, was probably the big takeaway for me. Uh, so it was about a year ago they announced that the creative director and a few of the staff were leaving Warframe to work on a new thing um, and they, sh- they had a bit of a concept trailer back then but they showed actual gameplay from it um, which I got to see before the event um, and so did, was it a preview or just you got to go there early and see things before the thing we got to go there early and they ran through the same demo but it wasn't exactly the same it was like it was different okay. gameplay uh, they played That's it live cool. for like the press preview and then live for the, the actual Tenocon thing which you can stream um cool. so saw a few little differences but everything was part of it's like it's it's a year into development it doesn't it didn't feel like it was only like a year in it felt very but good it feels for the development time but it's going to be a ways off before this thing launches yeah there's no there's no release time at all for it um mm. but yeah like it's um <laughs> i couldn't help but shake the fact and i even took like a note like this game's going to get unfair comparisons to elden ring and uh. I even joked about it with uh, with Jeff Crooks, the creative director who I, who I, who I uh, interviewed with. You can read the full interview on CG Mac online. Um, but Duck. yeah, like the, the Jeff even said, you know, there was a point where we looked at Elden Ring when it came out and said, do we keep going? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like people are just going to think this is the same or a knockoff or something like that. But um, yeah, no, just from what they show, uh, I, I don't want to ruin the whole demo like it's out mm. there you can see it but there's a moment where there's a little like ocarina of time like mini game where you play an instrument with a little statue guy um you like you, you learn a little theme you see a scene like a like of a young character interacting with like a deer spirit thing and it's okay that's kind of cool whatever that became important during the boss fight later on where like oh you know, you, like you beat the first phase of it and then you play the thing and the thing happens and it has like a big impact on the whole mission that's been going on through the whole mm. demo is it tied to Warframe? Like, are they same universe or anything like that, or completely different? So thematically, everything is different because it's like a fantasy based thing. That being yeah. said, the character that you play, the Envoy, they're, they they have like an arm, at least in the demo and the footage they've shown yeah. so far, that looks kind of like mechanical, kind oh, of yeah, has yeah. that Warframe feel to it. But it is a fantasy world. That's why it's going to get the comparisons to Elden Ring because it's kind of a similar aesthetic in a way, just brighter. Um, and there's going to be familiar elements like multiplayer is going to work similarly. There's going to be multi- uh, PVE and like co-op stuff, but it's got more of an individual focus than than Warframe does. So is it still going to be multi uh, kind of an MMO free to play thing? Or is it going to be a paid to get paid game? Or uh, I haven't said yet. The word paid wasn't thrown around. I believe they're rolling it out free to play like like Warframe, mm-hmm. but uh, it and is they make good money on Warframe. So. They do actually, yeah. I again, look, you see all the people that came to TennoCon, and it's like, yeah, this is this is doing fine. Um, but yeah, it's going to have more of an individual focus. Like, you, you can see in the demo in the demo footage, like the the the, the envoys ruled, and it, it feels very powerful. Like it's, yeah, uh, I I was really amazed by it. Actually, I'm quite looking forward to seeing the final product because, uh, yeah, like it looks like it has that kind of Elden Ring bleak feel, but it's about restoring like the way you say bleak feel like that doesn't sound like a good thing i mean it's it's a very popular thing like the one of the things that jeff and uh steve sinclair the the director said during the the briefings and stuff they both can echo the same sentiment of you know there's so Mm -hmm. much amazing grim dark stuff out there right now they want Mm. to do something that has a bit more of an optimistic feel 
and the game is kind of about healing the world and healing the people in it and all, and all these things. And you can see it again in the, in, at the climax of that demo. Um, if you check it out on YouTube or through the, through the interview that it be posted. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, personally, I was like, God, this is something that sounds really good. Like I really, I could really go for that optimistic tone they're talking about right now myself. So yeah, very cool. Plus Warframe itself has some big stuff coming. They're getting, yeah, uh, I saw some of the like stories out of it and they seem like they're doing that game still going strong. Very strong. Like they have an expansion coming out this fall. That's going to have like a big uh, change to some of the things that you can like pilot, uh, like the mm. Warframes. There's going to be like a, they kind of tease it being like a massive statue sized, like vessel that you can get into basically. Mm. Um, and then there's going, going to be a big one next year called Warframe 1999. Another update. Um, which they teased with a trailer that has a nine inch nail song in it. So they got to, I mean, that's amazing. They got that Resner on the track. Um, hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's going to go back to like 1999, possibly explore some of the history behind the whole franchise. So weird. Um, as well as like they're coming to mobile, they're getting cross save finally, and a bunch of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's been, and, it's been a long time. It was really annoying for the longest time. Whatever system you had, you had, if you got like a code for a frame, you had to get only you could redeem one. And it would only do it on this console of choice. So it was very dumb. <laughs> very dumb. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things we're starting to take for granted now elsewhere, right? Uh, they got crossplay recently and they're going to have the cross save soon. And uh, finally, they had they had they had it running on Steam decks on, on, on the show floor. That's kind of cool. Ooh, so, okay, yeah, so it looks like a brilliant uh, time to get into the game if you're looking for something else to play. I'm always looking for things to play. No, that's not true. That's, I mean, you can yeah, look you for need... them. Doesn't mean you have the time to play them. That is true. Yeah, that is valid. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> don't let the man do it. Don't let him do it. Um, there's a couple of small things I just want to mention because I can, and this is coming out tomorrow. Um, we have had somebody all the way in Germany at uh, at Gamescom for the last four, five, six days. Um, so you will see lots of Gamescom coverage coming up on cgmagonline.com soon and possibly in our issue. We just launched our summer games issue, so you'll see tons of previews, interviews um, from the biggest games of the summer as well as things from Summer Game Fest, uh, different little previews we've done. Uh, you'll definitely find some Mortal Kombat in there. You'll definitely find some Palia in there. Shout out to Palia, guys. Everybody go play Palia. Still obsessed. Um, including Armored Core, which just came out last week. Um, and the last thing that I'm allowed to mention, because this will go live after embargo, is that I was invited to New York this week uh, to go hands-on. I'm like one of the first 20 people to go hands-on with Forza Motorsport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to go hang out at the uh, Microsoft Experience Center, uh, hands-on, uh, did some really awesome interviews with uh, some of the creators and also, the Microsoft Experience Center just looks really cool. I got to see like the history of Xbox, like with the first like Crystal Xbox, and I had I had moments. For those of you that know, I'm an I'm an Xbox girl, so it was it was a really cool experience. Uh, I can share as of today, uh, like the title screen. So check out our socials for for some of that stuff. And uh, in a few weeks, you'll hear my thoughts on the rooms. All the rooms. Many rooms. At least three. I don't know if that's a spoiler. There is at least three rooms in Forza Whoa, Motorsport. whoa, whoa. Uh, three, I, I, I know. Can, I, I can already hear the legal assassins. That's it. Yeah. That's it. They're coming for me. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got we've got lots of crazy things coming. There's a lot of trips for the staff in the next uh, month or so too. So lots of great coverage to come to that. Um, I know what you're talking Eve about. Online Fan Fest. Fest is coming. That's going to be really cool. What happened with that? I need to learn how to play Eve Online. Or I'm going to get eaten alive by nerds. I'm a nerd too. Don't kill me. So uh, heading into the fall, I think probably one of our podcasts coming up soon is going to be, holy crap, look what's coming out in September and October. It's and I so hope that's the title. Yeah, November. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at what's yeah. coming up ahead. I'm like, holy crap, how am I going to fit all this in? Uh, we're going to quit our jobs. Uh, get our pneumonia. And, uh, yeah, get pneumonia. Pneumonia works. That's the way. <laughs> this is the way, my friends. This is the way. That's that's the real life hack. Mm-hmm. Get horribly sick and play games. <laughs> too soon i feel yeah <laughs> too, soon, too soon too soon too soon i think that uh, was covid guys <laughs> yeah i think we did that yeah who who knows me we'll get back there again um hey. you did mention the uh look or the actual issues i feel like this uh-huh. is something that we didn't talk up enough um you can actually purchase our our legitimate literal magazine cg magazine uh through sure our can. online store at store.cgmagonline.com yeah, so, uh, sure print and digital. Uh, you can also get it at a lot of libraries. Um, we have we have some subscribers. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty good. Look at it. Yeah, issue fifty two has a fabulous cover featuring Clive and Torgal from Final Fantasy sixteen, as well mm-hmm. as Mortal Kombat. Yeah, th- this cover this cover is a little weird. I like it. <laughs> I love our summer of gaming com- covers. We make them as weird as possible. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, I dig it. We've always I had great covers, it. even before I started. Like I used to find CG Mega chapters and be like, "Oh, like, it would stand out thanks to the uh, the awesome covers that we have from our amazing artists." So yeah, yeah. So so there you go. But uh, do you believe that's probably going to wrap it up for us this week? Hmm. Uh, if you'd like to read more on these topics, uh, including Starfield Star reviews and my interview with uh, Jeff Crooks from Digital Extremes about Silverframe and many more, uh, you can find full coverage at cgmagonline.com. Be sure to follow CG Magazine on all the socials. Just search CG Mag, you'll find us. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to podcast at cgmagonline.com. Uh, you can find Brendan on the socials at bfry26. Accurate. Uh, what about you, Dana? Uh, I am on socials at the Dana Eileen. Uh, if you head to our site, you'll be able to spell it. Uh, I'm on some stuff, like all of them now, because there's 400 Twitter substitutes. And Justin? I am. Uh, you can find me at the underscore Justin Wood on Twitter. And I don't know what my blue sky is because I haven't logged into it. <laughs> <laughs> and fair. I don't know where else you can find me yeah. in bed because I'm tired. This is fair. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter, threads, blue sky, tin cans with strings attached at Hugafi. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for us for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Insert catchphrase here. <laughs> <laughs>